this is the best thing ever. And I'm fine with us starting the podcast. Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, okay. Okay. This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. I am Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me today is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. I forgot to mention that this is the podcast where we talk about everything that, almost everything that is the martial art of Aikido. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Almost everything, yeah. Well, there's like a little asterisk. Yeah. 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 Hopefully people Disclaimer. can figure that out. How do, Maybe you, they how get, do you do asterisks and parentheses get, when you confused. can only hear it? It's, we need that. We need that. Yeah. I know how Chuck Norris does it. Uh, he goes, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, let's just you know, do You guys ever no. seen the octagon? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, let's just use or, that. Yeah, the octagon. Yeah. yeah, that's what it's called. Let's just use that from now on. Whenever you, you'll just say my. Anyway. I think, it, I think it's Sakura. Sakura. My brother. We'll just um, whisper Where that. Where are you? Josh right. and I will whisper that over the top of you and Ninja. we'll like fade in. Right. Ninja. Ninja. That's great. Sakura. Yeah, we can do uh, the way we're sitting here. We can do stereo. Stereo panning. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can, I can do that. So yeah. we're back. We're back. You can do that, and you haven't used the I mic know. effects yet. That is, I can tell. I gotta see where it is, though. You need like There's a soundboard that's like. Did yeah. It. Wait, no, that wasn't it. So we're wasting a bunch of yeah, time here at the beginning, but that's fine. We are. This is Josh round two. Mad. I know. Uh, this is round two of our uh, "Why Does Aikido? Why Doesn't Aikido?" podcast. So we had promised after last week that we would continue it on because we had a few things left uh dangling that we wanted to dangling. make sure i was gonna not yeah. say anything and dangling. then you had to go there well <laughs> so yeah there was a few things that we left undiscussed that we wanted to come back and touch on so um we, no stone on no stone right almost everything that is the martial art of aikido so um recap of last week's episode we just we kind of laid out some things about aikido uh, common sort of either common questions, I guess, in a questioning format, right? Like, why does Aikido? Yeah. So, like, have if you you tell your neighbor, I do Aikido, and they're oh, the thing about Aikido is why do you have right. blah blah blah, or why don't you guys blah blah right. blah? Yeah. And so we had a bunch of different ones. What were some of the ones that we touched on? Uh, why doesn't Aikido have sparring? Why, why do compete? Uh, oh yeah, the competition. Why don't we see it in the UFC? The wrist grabs. Wrist we had grabs, the wrist grabs. Okay. Uh, why do Aikidoka jump when they fall? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. I hope we crossed out all the ones. We all right, done. so we have some other ones. If we retouch on things, it's fine. I think. I think that's <laughs> that's what we do fine. in this podcast. So, um, let's jump in. What are some of the ones that we didn't get on? Um, oh, we did also, why do Aikido demonstrations look the way they do? What was the, um, what, what was the, the, it seems like there was one specifically that we were like, ooh, we gotta make sure to get back Kicks in. in Aikido. Ah. Kicks, yeah. That was a, that's a big one, I well, think. Yeah, or, or just in general, uh, why do we have the kind of strikes we, we have, and right. why don't we have other kinds right, of attacks right, or strikes? Right, right, right. So like, yeah, why don't we have, why don't we train against a jab? Why don't we train against a hook? Why don't we, we train, train against right. an uppercut? Why don't we train against a front snap kick or a side kick or, you know, and... Spinning uh, back kick. Spinning. Uh, I want to head this guy off at the pass real quick, so I know some people right now listening to this go, well, at my dojo, we do. And that's cool. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, traditionally, we right. don't. That's something that was added at some right. point. Yeah. Right, right. And uh, I think there's a good reason for why we don't have those. Um, 
So I think uh, Aikido is about uh, weapon-centric uh, <coughs> situations. Um, the, 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 at least the kumiuchi stuff we have, the jujitsu-y stuff we have is weapon-centric stuff, just like traditional Japanese jiu-jitsu because it comes from traditional Japanese jiu-jitsu. So, uh, so why don't you have a jab? Um, because there weren't boxers in the samurai. You know, samurai didn't weren't facing boxers. They weren't facing kickboxers. They weren't facing all those kinds of guys. So, like, you don't see those kinds of strikes. You do see strikes that you would make with a stick or a sword or a knife in your hand, right? So, yokoman is slashing someone upside the head, or a showman is driving a knife down into someone's head, or a ski is thrusting at someone. And, and in particular, the way we do ski, I think, is a long-distance thrust because the idea in Aikido is we're staying out of the distance as much as we possibly can. So And so I think there are two things that are really in, uh, that are, are worth pointing out in uh, saying this, because I think there are a group of people who, and this is why I think people train uh, Kodagaisha off a jab now, like, we don't deal with knives and swords anymore like we don't we live in a civilized society where people don't fight with machetes or whatever right. they're not it's not fighting. commonplace okay. yeah 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 so uh we don't we don't need that so why train against that why what are we more likely to encounter we're more likely to encounter a jab so why not train off a jab right and i think i think we get into a philosophical answer at least the one that satisfies this question for me the most which is um if they're not attacking you with a knife then why do you need to deal with that yeah yeah you know what i mean like so i think and even not uh, like uh from a non-philosophical answer is there are better uh answers to better more efficient answers to dealing with a jab than your code of guys it's called cover yeah, yeah. I mean, study a system do, appropriate to that. Which you can do uh, with your body with a, a jab. You can cover and take that shot. Right. You cannot with a knife, which is why the, those defenses are different. Right, right, right. And, you know, like, so if you uh, – I mean, look, there's a ton of stuff you can do, and I think Josh is pointing out the one that anybody could do if they understood. You know, I remember the first time I, I realized what a boxing cover was i was like oh man that's so much easier than trying to block something out of the air you know just right. just cover the part that they're going to hit and and then they can't hit that part very hard right um so or they can hit it hard but it's going to not bother me as much as it would if they hit my head or my ribs or whatever but um and you can't do that if they have a knife in their hand and so this boils back down to like are you interested in learning to box because if you're interested in learning to box just go right. box if right? you i mean and, and if you believe that the type of problems you're going to encounter are going to be boxing matches. And however that play, I'm not talking about like in a ring or whatever, but you're going to square street up with someone in street fighting yeah. and, and it will, then that is what you should do. Right. Now, I think Aikido also answers that on a, another level, which is um, no one's going to be able to jab you because if you're doing Aikido correctly, at least the way that we look at it, they will never be able to set into jab position. Right, 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 right. You know, if and someone wants to box you, there's a simpler answer, which is just stay further out of range than they can box you. And and you might say, well, that doesn't mean they can't hit you, but they're not going to be boxing you. They're not going to be using the system of boxing, which is the kinds of strikes you're talking about. They're going to be using wild strikes while they run at you because you're trying to make distance away from them. Those wild strikes will look exactly, exactly like, like the techniques you right. train in Aikido. It's really difficult to keep your feet under you and do your nice little practiced 
boxing jab right, or, you know. Right, which is exactly also the reason I believe we don't train kicks because right. so, I get yeah. as a system on the move. It's very hard to run after someone and kick them at the same time. Now, right. now can they do it? Can Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris do it in the movies? Sure, they can. In real life, like, could you throw a flying kick? Yeah, but you're probably going to get one off and then you're going to be in a clumsy position, right. right? Which would be relatively easy to get out of the way of, right? So, like, we could talk about this all day, but, but basically, if you're running after someone, you want to hit them with your hands because your hands aren't busy running and your legs are busy right. running. Right. Right. Um, and in Aikido, our idea is to make distance for someone who wants to attack us. Um, what kind of strikes could they land if they're running after us? Wild overhand strikes and lunging strikes, right. exactly like we train in Aikido. Pushes, right. maybe a grab would come out of that, right? And, and that's which all is the, the body grabs yeah, exactly. that that we see, right? Um, and then I do think it is important to put on top of that the philosophical thing and going back to it and saying that like um, a boxing match is not a fight that you have to have, right? It yep. just isn't, right? Right. Um, a knife fight. And I don't mean like knife fight and that we both have knives and we're dueling, but a, a, a fight in which someone pulls a knife and you have to defend, that's something that you... They'll murder you if you don't. ...have to... Yeah. Right, right. You have to address that problem. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, so philosophically, it doesn't really jive with Aikido to train that stuff because you could get away from it, right? Like, someone who's trying to box you isn't seriously trying to hurt you. They're trying to prove some kind of... Uh, egotistical macho view that's what they're trying to do they want you to square up to prove they're the toughest person you can move away from that if they choose to chase you down they'll no longer be using a boxing system they'll be throwing wild strikes um, exactly like you train for an Aikido and so so and if they are willing to if they are wanting to take it to that next level chances are they're going to be picking something up and using a weapon to to get you with right uh, and at the very least, or at the on the flip side of that, if they do ramp that up, right, and they are willing to take it to another level uh, that you think is uh, threatening of your life, you should be having a weapon, right? And, and then I, we get back to what I, we, yeah, and you know, this is a, I think this is an important thing to talk about that people don't, you know, like we we put ourselves in a box when we start thinking about stuff, and this is what we have to do because. Uh, the world of conflict is huge. There's all kinds of conflicts we can have. So, like, you know, when I think about my day-to-day life and conflicts that I might have, I don't think about um, someone in a helicopter uh, fast roping down and shooting me because <laughs> it, it just doesn't happen here. You know, it just doesn't happen here. So, so it's like, well, I mean, I guess I could consider that, but you I have don't. To limit things to the reasonable options. Right, of things right, that would right. Happen. So, if if to you the idea of self-defense is like, well, someone might call me a bad word. And if they call me a bad word, I need to punch them in the face so everyone around knows that I'm the tough guy and I'm not the bad word they called me. Aikido is not the kind of system for right, you, right. right? And so, like, and I'm not saying that there aren't lots. Of, there are things you can do, and I'm also not even, you know, I'm, I'm I'm being a little bit of a jerk the way I'm saying this right now. But the truth is, look, there is some moral point where I'm like, hey man, I just can't take any more of your crap, you know. But that is answered in a different kind of system than Aikido is is. Right. Wanting to yeah. look at. I yeah, was yeah. looking like, is there a real threat? And so real threat means we're in a weapon conflict because if, we, if we're not in a weapon conflict, it's not a real threat. It's something I could walk away from yeah. and still live, you right. know? It's uh, a situation where things are very stacked against you. Right. And it's right. not something that you want to meet uh, meet head on. Right, or bat, right, you know. right. Without having all the advantages possible. Right. You know, I heard yeah. uh, uh, this ranger the other day and he was saying that um, – 
uh, you know, in Ranger School, they beat you so badly that you think, I want to have every advantage I can have so people can't beat me this badly Mm -hmm. again, right? And just the idea behind that is like, you know, I'll take every advantage I can. And that's the way you should be thinking when your life's on the line or the life of someone you care, right? right? So, but if it's not that, then like, you don't need something. Aikido is just not saying we we need an answer for that really, you know, like, but if they're trying to murder you with a weapon or you need a weapon because they're going to murder you, then Aikido is answering these kinds of problems. Very good. Um... And most likely someone trying to murder you isn't probably trying to karate kick you. Probably not. I mean, <laughs> and probably not. I mean, you know. Well, and I mean, that, but. yeah, that is actually a very good other point. Like, uh, you know, like, I don't again, know, like, a like, fist fight or a, right. a kick fight, right. you know, right. is a fight that you can walk away. Like, you, you don't have to have. Right. Um, unless you put yourself in that situation in a cage or something, and then you're not going to be using Aikido. Right. Yeah. So philosophical answer: Don't you shouldn't be in those situations, anyways. Um, technical butts, bolts, and nuts, uh, nuts issue and bolts. is nuts and bolts. There we go. Bo- bolts. And, butts be, and nuts is what could, I think I was gonna say. It could be bolts and nuts. Uh, bolts nuts and bolts and nuts. Uh, of it is uh, is it's a movement system, right? So you, so you're not going to be facing a boxing system because they're trying to box you. You're moving out of that range, and so. you're taking every advantage uh, that it's given to you, including That's moving. Exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So that's why we don't have that stuff. All right, next. That was it. We're done. That was the one that we needed to that we needed to address. The final. Um, I mean, maybe this is this is kind of logically another question that fits right with that, which is uh, why don't we have clinch work or headlocks or waist locks? Oh yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's that's definitely all in the same thing. Like so, um, looking at the material that surrounds it, um, one part of it is the the kind of stuff Aikido is working with is not being locked down because you're looking at facing multiple attackers. And so I personally believe that when you're, when you're totally like in a bear hug or some locked, super locked down position, um, if you, and we'll talk about how you get out of that in one second, um, in the Aikido way, but, (laughs) but, um, uh, if, if you're locked down in that, you can't deal with multiple attackers. So it's outside of our context. You know what I mean? Like it's, It's, yeah. it's just like, you know, when I say, and I, I say this a lot, like, you know, uh, you don't go to a boxing coach and ask him about headlock escapes, right? I think it's a constant, like, little uh, caveat asterisk that we have to have. Um, Got to say it in that voice. Um, that there are things that are outside of Aikido sure. that are also good things to know. Absolutely. And, and Lots no of good things to know outside of Aikido. singular martial arts system is the only system, is the one true system for everything ever. Right. right? And I think, yeah, what you're saying right now is exactly right, which is like um, people want, because they've spent a lot of time learning Aikido, they want to think Aikido has an answer for everything. I've, I noticed just really, and sidebar, yeah. like I noticed people tending to like ask questions online and stuff about, um, you know, how do we make Aikido better as a martial art and and what they're really saying is how do I become a better martial artist? Yeah. And that's what they want to know. And I think that's a really great valid question. But how to make Aikido a better martial art is a kind of a, a weird a weird question to me because <laughs> Aikido is solving a specific set of questions. So th- and this is the thing that uh, I think I've mentioned before on, on here, but if I haven't, I'll mention again, which is like um, some people come at this thing and they assume that it's a, uh, when they reach a problem with uh, Aikido, they assume that it's a problem with the system. And, and not their knowledge of the system. Yeah. And and in truth, it is your knowledge of the system is where all the problems lie. Right. And your knowledge of martial arts. Right. Because right. it's well, a right, huge right, world. Right. Yeah. Where your system and, and right. how it 
you know. I think I think the thing you're saying there's there's a little funny parallel right there, um, which is like uh, you know how do we make Aikido a better martial art? Well, by understanding the limitations and advantages of using Aikido right. as a system. Right. I mean, and and so that sometimes means going Aikido doesn't have answers for these things. Yeah. No one would say because um, boxing doesn't have uh, bear hug escapes that it's any less of a good martial art. You know, it's any less good at boxing, right? Like, yeah. we're understanding it on its terms, yeah. you know, or that, you know, um, because Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu doesn't have round kicks, it's any worse at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, so, um, so, hey, how do we make Aikido a better martial art? We understand its limitations. And, and to me, uh, uh, that's an example of limitations. You can't handle multiple attackers from a bear hug situation, so you need another skill set to get out of that. Um, and then the other parallel with that is... Um, to be a better martial artist, you're going to need to learn multiple systems. Yes. That's just the way it is, right? And uh, no one thing can cover it all. Even in even in the military, which covers a huge amount of conflict, um, you hear different schools, and you know you hear guys say this, you know, like, oh, I've been to these schools or these schools, right? So like, you know, like a seer school, school, or yeah, exactly, right? jump school, to, or yeah. yeah, yeah, all kinds of schools to go to because like. You need specialists who can talk to you about that area to help you fill out information in that area. And so Aikido doesn't cover that area. So as a martial artist, how do you improve? Well, you learn more things from different martial arts schools. How do we improve Aikido as a martial art? We get better at understanding where we specialize. And we get better at the things that we do. And I think that's another problem. That's one of the problems that we've seen in Aikido. It's like because we don't know exactly what we're doing – and or we have just focused on the same things uh, and uh, sort of um, trying to perfect minutia of the minutia of it, we have not at all elevated the grand scope of the, right, mar- the right, art. You right. know? So we spent years trying to perfect Ikkyo instead of going like, yeah, but what is Ikkyo even good used, for? Good for, yeah. and, and, good for? Yeah. and how can we improve that situation? Right. You know, right. how can we make it so we don't need Ikkyo, you know? Or, or so how do we make it so if our Ikkyo is sloppy, it's okay because of the, the other thing that's happening. It's funny, like the way you're saying it right now, I think there's a kind of a little clear thing here, which is like there's one camp that says we just need to make our Ikkyo better. If we could only make our Ikkyo better, then Aikido would be good or, you know, like good or, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then there's another camp that's saying we need to throw Ikkyo away because Ikkyo is bullshit. There's no good reason right. for Ikkyo. And the truth lies right <laughs> in the middle, which is like understand what Ikkyo is for. And then the work you put into making refining it will be better work because you'll understand how you're trying to use Ikkyo, right? Yes. Um, so yeah, um, and then so so that was the um, uh, uh, clinch work headlocks. You were also going to circle back. To oh right, yeah. I what the cir- Aikido answer? Right, thank for you. Those are. Um, so so look, also those kinds of attacks um, are unarmed attacks. So look, if someone gets me in a rear bear hug, what's my answer? Draw my weapon and stab them furiously, right? That's my my answer, right? So you get me in a bear hug, uh, draw my weapon from my waist and stab them furiously. Um, You get me in a rear naked choke, what's my answer? Draw my weapon from my waistband and stab you furiously. Um, You grab anything but my wrists to keep me from stabbing you, what's my answer? Stab you furiously, right? So like that's our, coming from a weapons, excuse me, a weapon standpoint, that's our answer, right? And we see that in 
uh, Ushiro Kubishimi Teidori. Right, exactly right. right. So, yeah, what does the Aikido or... neck choke look like? Well, it looks like they have to be holding your hand because if they're not holding your hand, you're stabbing them furiously, right? And so so that's like the – that's the like – how how the samurai maybe would have answered that. And so, like, why those questions aren't even asked, you know? I was just going to say, I think there's, and this is a thought that I was having last night in class with, with weapons and stuff that we were doing in the non-weapons class, just, like, a, a recurring theme, which is that, like, there's, there are things in Aikido that are implied that go without saying because at the time they didn't need to be said. That's right. But now we're in a completely different time. Different culture, different time. Different yeah. culture, and we're like, what? Why is this here? And and we we don't know because it's not like a given in our in our uh, our culture. It's not you know weapon use and, and stuff. Having a weapon on you all the time is not a necessary thing anymore. Right. And so it, it does need to be said now. And then uh, you know there's another one on there which is like uh, why don't Aikido people keep their hands up? This is one that used to you know all the time when I was doing MMA. People were like Chris, why don't they train you to put your hands up? Because um, you know in MMA. or boxing or basically any unarmed uh, fight thing. The idea is to keep your hands up, and the reason is because if they hit you in the head, you go to sleep, um, or you can't see, or you get a busted nose, or you get a cut over in your eye, so the doctor calls a stoppage, right? So keeping your hands up is a really, really good idea because you're less likely to get hit in the head. Um, So why wouldn't Aikido have that? Well, in Aikido, we're looking at facing a guy with a 24-inch razor blade. And so if your hands are up or if your hands are down, it doesn't, right. if he's swinging and you're standing in that spot, he's going to go through your head. It doesn't matter if your hands are up or down. right? It's going to go right through everything. So, so the context is different. Why might my hands be low? So like if you look at the way Aikido people stand, we stand with our hands low at our waist. Where would we draw our weapons from? From our waist. And so a ready position in Aikido is hands at the waist because – they're going to draw a weapon. Right, ready right? to draw. So, and that's part of that cultural thing too, where it's like, you know, like to a samurai, it's like, well, you would never put your hands up because they're going to get cut anyways. Um, right. Whereas, and, and, and or if you have your hands up, uh, then you have to bring them to your waist right, to draw. to get you the know, weapon. And, and so that's wasted movement. Right, right, right. Question, does, does that translate? Well, I don't know that much about this subject, but does that translate well to having a gun? Like if you had a gun on you, wouldn't you want to have your hands also near your waist in order to draw that? Sure. So, yeah, yeah. If you've got distance with a gun, um, your, your hand goes to your shirt, you pull your shirt up, and you draw your weapon out, right? So, like, I mean, that's that's yeah. what you're doing. So, like, modern um, why, like, that does kind Same of thing. I mean, and, you know, like, if you want to look at, like, modern appendix carry, which is carrying um, a gun where your appendix is, you know, in the front, um, or also if you carry center with your knife, meaning you carry your knife right in the center of your body, uh, all the Aikido techniques we have play out exactly the same in the modern world, which is I go to the front of my body to get my weapons to use, right, whether it be a knife or a pistol. Um, and if you look at, you know, like, so uh, think of how the form builds for Ushiro Ryotedori, anything, basically. It's drop back. Kokyu uh, te in your hands, and then your hands go to your center, and that's because you could get a weapon there, right? So it's super useful. I like it. So yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of stuff right there, but you know, it's basically uh, why don't we have clinch work and stuff? Well, because clinch work slows us down, and we can't uh, address multiple attackers. So that's another system because Aikido is about being able to deal with multiples. So um, you do need more traditional jujitsu and stuff in that sense, you know, like. In the modern world, let's say, do some Greco-Roman, do some MMA. Well, and also we see a lot of uh, work, or at least I think I feel like we see in our school a lot of work that's based on like keeping them from being able to get into that position anyway. Yes. So you know, transitioning from a katadori grab, um, you know, keeping them at, you know, understanding that as soon as that grab comes in. 
that needs to be cleared because right. that grab will lead to another grab will lead to another right. grab right. and right. then that's in a worse and worse position. the worst position and once you're um again like you're saying you know once you're uh, locked down it's done and so that's you know we see a lot of movement stuff so even if they have a grab even if they have uh, two hands on you you're always trying to move 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 move, right. move create angles create unbalance um so that they won't be able to grab you yeah and, and I, that's where you also see i think the the nagawasa the throws which is like they're so tight that they're going to grab you um what's the thing that i can do unbalance them right, right. But you're to still create moving. space right, right. As, as you're moving yeah and I, I think, I don't know, I think this is a really interesting thing that a lot of people have see styles of Aikido that are like more quote unquote flowy, mm. lots of movement, like like key Aikido or something. Sure. Like very, um, you know, there's like a, a back and forth kind of flowiness, circularness to it. Um, and I think like the the type of Aikido because that tend to think of themselves as more like martial and like hardcore or whatever um tend to look at that and go like oh that's so unrealistic you're you know you're flying around and you know going in lots of big circles and that's not how things really happen um but I think what those styles of Aikido are tapped into is that movement aspect and it is uh, oftentimes more artistic than like that it needs to be it needs to be exactly but there's a there's a there's a key thing there that's happening that i think um people that tend to practice their aikido in a very like stationary kind of locked down muscling the other person around or you know really focusing that's that's not aikido at all when you do that you know like and and so like that aspect of movement is like that allows openings to happen and that's where though you should be able to be fitting techniques in if you need to do that into those openings and yeah. and people tend to think that like you have to have this ikkyo that's like going to force somebody down it's like after a certain point like you should abandon the ikkyo if it's not working you know and and that movement will allow other things to open right and the important thing is to keep moving and right. so i think like there's this weird thing happening there with that i remember and i've told this story a million times because it was it was enlightening to me but like i remember uh, i put up a bunch of videos on youtube and it's like 2000 seven or something and and it's basically us like wrestling around you know and uh someone had posted you know like um this is an aikido why are you guys doing aikido and my initial response to that was i was real mad because it's like i could show you the techniques we were doing and stuff it's just that's what it looked like when someone was grappling with you you know that's how aikido looked when people and people weren't used to seeing it and so i was i was offended and the more i thought about it the more i said yeah you know it doesn't look like aikido also and so like why doesn't it look like aikido and and that's when i started to realize that like you know uh, I, I kind of rediscovered what Japanese jiu-jitsu is, you know, right. like, so yeah. there is armed grappling, which Aikido takes some some pointers from, there's yeah. bits of it in there, um, but but then there's the idea of Aikido, which is I want to stay fluid so I can deal with multiples, right, and so, like, in Aikido, you're not really, you're not really training Aikido anymore if it's super locked down, you're training mm-hmm. Japanese jiu-jitsu, right, and, and there's nothing wrong with that also, right. I like Japanese jiu-jitsu, right. but, yeah. but it's just a different thing, you know. Um, I think it's maybe something that would kind of keep with the with the themes here that we're working with um, is why do we do wrist techniques or why why are there so many wrist techniques in Aikido? Yeah, I think we we begun to touch on that the other day, and I think we can hit that pain compliance. Yeah, also um, pain. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. What's up with uh, the pain? Kind of all in that one, you know. So um, so let's just hit wrist techniques. Uh, so why are there so many wrist techniques in Aikido? Well. Again, if you go back to looking at a serious situation, which is not an unarmed situation, so an unarmed situation is something you can get away from. Um, an armed situation is a serious situation, meaning, so look, but what I mean by get away from is like, because people would be like, oh, you know, I was beat up once by three guys and they didn't have a weapon, right? 
you should have introduced a weapon, right? Because right? that was yeah. a, a life-threatening right. situation. Right. Three the odds were right. very right. stacked. Right. Right. right, right. And if they wanted to murder you, they they very well could have. And if there were three people doing it, that's a very serious, serious situation, right? So, so meaning that, like you know, that's a serious situation that a weapon should be introduced either by you or them because we need an advantage to escape this, right. you know. Um, anyway, so if you look at a weapon situation. Um, risk techniques are going to be used either to clear your weapon hand, so meaning if I'm trying to use a weapon and you grab me, I need to use a Nikyo, a Sankyo, a whatever, to clear my hand so my weapon can go back to work. If you have a weapon, I need to use a wrist technique to disarm the weapon from you, right? So I need to break your the strength of your grip down um, so I can use that. So uh, And then if we even go beyond the wet arm stuff, um, in Aikido, we're always going to be facing grabs. And so the grabs, the grip strength has to be broken down. And how do you break grip strength down? You use wrist techniques to do it, you know. So that's why there's so many wrist techniques um, in Aikido. Um, is there anything else to say about that? No, I mean, I, I think that's 100 yeah. Um, and then I think we can transition that right into the pain compliance yeah. thing too, which is like, uh, and you know, I had some real recent revelations about this and I was like, oh, I'm so stupid. Because, you know, <laughs> It's like, it's like, um, uh, this is a thing, you know, like, so if you do MMA and you wrestle with the fucking asshole who came over from the karate school and he wants to show you, um, that karate's really good, right? And you wrestle with him and he, he tries some shit, right? Like pinching your nose or like, um, digging his knuckle into your ribs, you know, like I've had this <laughs> yeah. a bunch, right? So like the guy comes and he wants to show me his sweet technique, like he grabs my balls, you know, like he does something that's his sweet technique, yeah. is right? Is that a thing that happens? Oh yeah, man. Uh, well, it did. This is like, you know, 2002 or whatever. And so, like, right. you know, we, there was we still might be a lot more of, evolved now. I don't, yeah, I don't know if it still happens or not. But anyways, like, so but there was definitely still a time definitely where do yeah, stuff like, guys would come from the Kung Fu you know, school or, you know, your, tiger claw your, you or, you know, whatever yeah, the shit it is they do. Right. Grab anyways, your muscles, yeah. And it was always, like, I just thought it was stupid because they would do it and it's like, then I would armbar them. They would do it and then I would take top mount. They would do it and then because it's like the thing hurt. I didn't like it. It wasn't fun. But I'm full of adrenaline and I don't give a shit. And I'm going to get a position that will actually hurt you, right? right so like right. Y- you might give me an owie and, and the next day I'll see, oh, man, that guy was a right. prick. Oh, man. But it doesn't yeah. stop me, right. right? And so having these experiences led me to kind of fall in the camp with a lot of people that's like, well, pain compliance stuff's kind of stupid, you know? And, and like the tip, especially with knife guys right now, I think. Um, and I think like, uh, anyway, some guys are really leading the front with this. But like, you know, creating functional damage is what you actually want to do. So like, mm-hmm. if I can actually yeah. shut your arm down, then that's way better than making right. your arm go ow. Right. You know, um, and so like, so it's like, oh yeah, you know, pain compliance. Maybe that's kind of stupid, and maybe it come out of a weird time. But recently, uh, I was I did a seminar with uh, uh, Jim Irwin, who's a ex Delta guy, and he teaches a bunch of stuff. He's awesome, and. Um, he was talking about he does um, personal protection, and he said sometimes when someone gets a little too handsy with his client, he'll take a sharpie and he'll poke it in the back of their hand really hard. Okay, now look, Jim Irwin's a huge creature, ex Delta. He could rip their head off literally. He could shoot them because he's got a gun. He could do anything to them he wants, but that's all lawsuit shit. Right. And he's got right. a person right. to right. protect. Right. And really, the person who got handsy, they don't really want to hurt right. his client. Right. They're just whatever. They're a little frustrated they or they're in love a, with them. They or just need a reminder. That's right. They right. need a reminder. And so he we takes live a, in a society. Exactly right. He takes a Sharpie and he pushes it in the back of their hand. Now, look, the worst, they're going to get a bruise. Yeah. There's going to be no lawsuit for that, right? right? Plus, the person goes, oh, shit. And then they look at Jim Irwin, who's a big creature, right. and they go, oh, my God, this man could murder me. Yeah. And then 
he said, you know, and then I just exit. And right. then they forgot about my client and my client exits right. and everything's great, right. Right? Right. right? So like I was like, oh shit, that's a really good use of pain compliance there. And then the other day I was training with this SWAT officer and he was saying how um, he had this situation. They were in a hospital and they were trying to give meds to this uh, freaked out dude. And um, he was a big creature, right? Like this big hulking guy. And um, he said that they had him uh, leg shackled to the wall. Um, wow. And they're trying to, well, I mean, this is a big, yeah. horrible, scary man. Um, anyways, and then he decided he didn't want to deal with the meds. And so he took the nurse and threw the nurse into the wall. And um, he's like freaking <laughs> out, you know. Funny, and so the other guard on duty called him in, you know, because this guy, the guy who was teaching the class is like the, the tough guy for the unit, you know. And so they're all, he's like, come in, come in, come in, right. So, so the guy comes in. And he's like, he's like, I'm looking at it. It's like, well, I can't shoot this guy. I can't really fuck him up, right? So like, but I've got to stop this right now because that dude is going to hurt someone else or himself right now, you know? So he jumped on his back and he drove his forearm underneath his nose, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't know, I, I, I don't know what the name of this is, but this is a karate thing, right? Where yeah. you, you you drive your a hard bone right. underneath someone's nose and it sucks, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Now, look, I've had people do that to me in wrestling situations. Does that make me quit? No. It makes me change positions and go harder. That's all it does. Right. But this guy who's shackled to a wall and knows he's not going to escape, he's not going anywhere, suddenly gets a ton of pain right. under his lip and it hurts and if you've ever had that it's really no fun and he goes oh, i should just cool down right, right. and so what he did yeah. was he sat down and then he said i'll do whatever you say man he's like i'll just be cool we're gonna give you these meds because that's what you need right now right. right that was another situation where pain compliance solved a situation that pure violence wouldn't right now right. look the guy could have gone in there and punched him in the face 30 times right and then now we got to go to court and there's a big thing not and that guy's face is smashed right where exactly they're trying right to get him better not worse exactly right and so and i mean this is the kind of thing yeah with a nurse or something like that right. you know there are lots of times when pain compliance is what you want to do because you don't want to seriously hurt someone. You just want to remind them they're not in power right now. Right. right? It seems like the key word is a reminder. It right. is a reminder of, right. look, this is the situation you're in. Don't forget. Right. Well, right. and it also can be uh, shocking. And it can be uh, – so we often talk about, like, interrupting the narrative of, of right. people, right? Um, and if you can interrupt the narrative, then, like, you have uh, – a little bit of a upper like, hand. A upper hand, and so Aikido works. I I feel like works with that a lot. And so with uh, you know something like uh, Yonkyo, right? Um, it's more than anything. It's um, it's just a quick little something that could interrupt the narrative and give you time to push away, give you time to free your weapon, to use another technique to free right. your weapon or whatever it is. You know, so it's I, I'm not gonna you know make someone poop their pants, right? But I may make them go eh, and open right. their hand for half right. a second so I right. can get my weapon free right. or something. And so. Um, and the same, and that's also to me the same thing with like some of the throws. I feel like can be used in the same way, where it's just like I don't need to put you on the ground. I just need to get you to stumble half a second so I can. Right, right. And I mean, you know, Josh said this before. He's, he's grappled with people in the dojo who try yonkyo on him when they're grappling, and he's like, "Ah, it's not going to work, bro," because you're in a situation where we're at max effort kind of right, you know right. like not quite when it, when we're sparring in the dojo but but, but nearish right. you know and so it's like yeah i'm going to take some owies right. to get you that's okay um but in a situation where there is no good outcome for you and you could take this little minor owie now or i could smash your face in right, if you right, want or right. shoot you or i could escalate if you want but the little pain thing like a yonkyo or something or a sankyo reminds you like oh this hurts i should right. just chill right. out at this point you know right or a Gives situation you a- where you're you are the police or the police are coming and 
again, it's a reminder of like, hey, you want to calm down because, you know, authority is on their way of right, some kind, right, you right. know, and you're going to pay worse if you do more. Otherwise, just, just cool it down. Right. You know? I, I was watching a video just today. Uh, it's John Lovell. He's this uh, Lavelle. He's this um, uh, ex-ranger guy. Awesome. And he was showing come-alongs, which is basically like a Gokyo, like a Rokyo, you know, like little things that you do to – you're trying to move someone mm-hmm. from point A to point B, and you give them a little, a little yeah. tweak. And they um, don't like it. And he was talking about using them on the battlefield. And he's like, oh, I've used these a million times on the battlefield. They're really good. And, like, we're talking about a situation where people are murdering each other. But he's got a rifle that he could shoot this guy with. Or the guy could just be compliant when he gives him a little squeeze on the wrist. And the guy's like, well, uh, that already hurts. I know the rifle will hurt more. I should just chill out and go with him wherever he needs to take me, you know. Um, So so pain compliance has a place. Um, Aikido has pain compliance stuff. Um, It's also not the be-all, end-all. And so, like, when people say, like, oh, why is there so much pain compliance? Everybody knows that's bullshit. In some contexts, you're right. It is bullshit. In other contexts, it's a super useful technique to and know. And mostly the, that falls in line with the uh, philosophical part yes. of it, which is um, – we you, you talk about this a lot, the drunk uncle. My drunk uncle is acting up. Right. Uh, he pulls out a knife or something. Um, I don't need to disarm him and stab him with the knife. I need to make sure that he understands this needs to be right, done right, right, so right. I can – if I can give him a little tweak – um, he might. He's probably going to calm down and okay. not. Josh's drunk uncles are more violent than most people's drunk uncles. <laughs> I would just like to say, most drunk they are not. Are. They're not. <laughs> I would tell you, they Odale are... is a perfectly reasonable <laughs> that man. <is> correct. <laughs> no, but I think this is a constant theme that we're kind of seeing here, where it's like uh, the camp that, that that wants to shit all over this particular thing about Aikido is not realizing that like there is a. Um, a philosophical aspect um, and uh, the aspect of that which is like um, th- we don't need to do more than is necessary because we're not trying to prove anything right but also um, there is value to this thing because we live in a society and we are mostly trying to work towards a right. peaceful situation right. Right. Um, but also it's not a magical be all end all technique where you nikio someone and like Josh said they poop their pants right. you know that's probably not going to happen and right. you know I'm sure it has happened before. <laughs> I uh, I wanted to say this last episode that's on the same subject, uh, but I think it really it really bears talking about is like if when someone's asking something, why don't they or why do they? Their real goal is to say boxing is the best system, so why isn't it boxing or karate or whatever sure. you know inter x system here um, and. Aikido is not that system. So eventually you're going to find things that Aikido doesn't have and you're right. right. Like if it wanted to be that system that you're talking about, then it would have or to have those thing. things, right? And so so it's – to really – for all of these why and why nots, there is one real answer which is because Aikido's context is this and you can outline the context, right, which we've done on this many times. And what's times. great actually about is, – is you could do that and you could actually take this uh, podcast probably, the last two – map it all out in terms of you know why do we have this thing this is why here's the things we have here's the things we don't have and you could back engineer it and find out what aikido is good for right right which is sort of you know what we've what we've done or what chris has done over the last however many years i've been thinking about this thing and chris and i've talked about this before but like when like a system is made up of tools there's all these different things that that are tools that are prescribed by the system 
But more importantly, the system is created to answer specific situ set of situations, which imply there are rules that we follow because certain things are outside of that context, or there are certain rules of the world that these are just the way these things work. And beyond that, even more is what is the goal of the thing? And the system is trying to work you towards a specific goal. And so I think like in Aikido, we've, we focus too much on the, the specific tools and techniques. Right. Um, and, and, what the, and the thing is, is those tools and techniques imply the rules. Right. And, and the rules imply the goal. And so like if you can work backwards through those things, right. which is I think what Chris has done is like you can sit down and piece, you know, why do we have these techniques? Right. Why don't we have these other techniques? Oh, that's because these are the rules we're playing by, a.k.a. like the the movement thing. That's a rule is we're moving. And, and why are we moving? Because we don't want to be in conflict. Right. And that's the right. goal is to not be in conflict. Right. Right. So those things imply each other. But yep. it's really difficult to see when we just see techniques. I think you could totally work at either end, yeah, but yeah. you do have to totally. work step by step. By right. So I would also say that uh, for anyone who hasn't heard our podcast on systems, go and find <laughs> that because I think it would be really informative. If, if you're listening to this part and you're like, hmm, interesting, go listen to our, our uh, episode on systems and you'll, you'll be happy. We probably got time for one more here. Uh, is, is there another one, one that's really jumping out? Um, Did Josh write down something awesome? I saw. Oh, uh, that was for later. Oh, okay. Uh, that was for ours. I want tacos. <laughs> yes, that no. <laughs> that is exactly. Can we get tacos? Ta that's for after. That's the post uh, podcast tacos. Uh, um, I think that I might think be. Got through all of them. I think that might be it. Okay, I mean, we're at forty minutes, so we're at a pretty reasonable time. Yeah, and also there's a lot to say uh, here because a we have to do two tips tips of, of the, the week, week yep. because we missed one last week. Uh, yep. It, I would just like to to say to all of our viewers, if you really love the tip of the week. So does Ted Rose, who yes. informed me immediately that it's bullshit that there was no quote unquote. Did he say There's, bullshit? He said that, that was exact, bullshit, that there was no say, tip of the week last week, and we need a tip of the week, and I told him we were going to do two. We'll do two. And so, and then he seemed delighted. So hopefully, if you feel like Ted, that that was bullshit last week, we yeah. apologize, and, and we're going to interject. So uh, I wanted here. to give, uh, uh, we all do. Uh, I'm acting as if this is me <laughs> I was like, personally. Rude, I want to think this as guy a podcast, too. Um, we got a uh, letter in the mail. And some cold, hard cash. And cold, hard cash. I loved his style. His style was hot. It was beautiful. Uh, and uh, this was, uh, what was his name? Rick from Manhattan, which also. I just also looked it up because I wanted to make sure. Rick hot. from Manhattan. I love Rick, Rick from It's your letter delighted all of us. Totally rad Rick from Manhattan. Yeah. Thanks, man. Had cash in it. Yeah. Had a list of topics he wanted to hear about. Yeah. And uh, and it was nice. Thank you. Thank and you. And so I will say that it's going to happen. We are going to do a review of Aikido and the Dynamic Sphere. It will happen. Maya's we been carrying it around for the last week, so I know at least she's working through it. When that's gonna when that's gonna be? But that's that's gonna happen. And uh, several other, and also I would like to uh, say ideas, there's so. a uh, Rick brought up a very polarizing subject among our um, listeners, which is Rick wanted another Denny's episode. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> he wanted another Denny's episode. And um, I know we've had some. We had a review on um, iTunes. iTunes that said. Um, you guys are gross with your mouth noises. I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> but basically he's like, "Hey, that's gross. Don't do that." Um, so, so uh, there there are two camps, yeah. guys. Yeah. And so, if we make a food episode and you're offended, I'm sorry. Right. If you're delighted, then all right. Yeah. He did say he did say a Denny's episode, not necessarily yes. eating food into the microphone ASMR. Is, 
ASMR episode. Um, yeah. So yeah, but how are you going to go to Denny's and not eat? Well, like, well, we you would eat, but the pot, yeah, and then and podcast, podcast after. after. Okay. And all right, all right, all right. Have all right, the right, ambiance right. of the Denny's right. without the. Well, I mean, I don't think we ever the, like purposely. You just, sometimes you're just doing a little chocolate I, cake. No, and, I I do think there were a, a few episodes where right. you know things got a little out of hand. And uh, Josh was, mm, this that's cake. Exactly, uh. That is exactly correct. <laughs> so, so thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Rick. Yeah. And, and, thank and you, not Rick. just Rick. Thank you to all of our uh, regular patrons. Um, you guys are super, super awesome. Um, and it's been great to have the support from you. Not just the monetary support, but also the uh, emotional support. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really do think, so he, there's, there was money in it, and that was awesome. But more than that, just seeing that someone took the time to, like, actually put something in the mail. Yeah, you know, mail's awesome. Uh, and took time to say, like, hey, I appreciate what you guys are doing, um, and here are some, some podcast ideas or whatever. That was awesome. I appreciate Yeah, that makes us feel very um, loved and appreciated, and it makes us want to keep doing this because it's like people are listening. People care and, and uh, want to hear and are interested. And that's exciting, and that's exactly what we want to hear in the Aikido community. Yeah. Um, so let's check out our patrons. All right. Thank you so much to Rob Kitson, John John Smith, Matt Mumford, Lenny Acuna, Urbano, Brian Crowley, Lise Klein, Sharon Okada, Jim Gallant, Genghis Galahad, Matt Riley, Warwick Dean, Christopher Aceto, and Grant Templin. Jesus, we appreciate this list is really, yeah, it's it's really growing. Fucking awesome. That's a big that list, is super so. awesome. Super awesome. Okay, now we got to have two tips of two the week. Two tips of the week. So I have one. I have another one. Okay, oh, you go That's first, awesome. and then. Okay. What if um, they're the same? That would be fantastic. Oh my God. I don't think they. Are. I don't think they are. Um, we're both like, no, you couldn't think of what I thought of. <laughs> if it is, I'll. This will be great. If they're the same, then I've got to come up with one. Okay. But otherwise, it's, they don't have the same look. So. Um, so I had one. This isn't really related to the topics that we were talking about today at all, but that's fine. Um, I feel like so now that I'm doing more like teaching in class and stuff, at least helping other students. Um, I feel like this is a thing that happens a lot where like there's things that I want to teach, you know, things that I'm excited about, tips that I'm excited to share with another student. Um, but something that annoys me as a student is when um, I mess something up once and then I like immediately am like, no, do it this way. And generally like, I think what is nice is to give a student a couple mess ups before you step in and let them know, hey, you're, you're, you're messing up on this thing. And then the other thing on that is like, to be aware of where that other student is at. So when you're giving them a piece of information or a tip, is that something that they're actually gonna be able to hear and implement in that moment or or soon? Because if they're a beginner and they're worrying about 10 million things because they're freaked out that they're working with a Joe for the first time, don't worry about you know super specifics you know the the perfect 45 degree angle that they're at you know right give them the the triage basically yep. and i feel like that's a super important thing that i'm trying to work on as a as a teacher and that annoys me as a student is that sometimes people uh, over overwhelm me with information that i'm not ready to receive and so. no that's a, a really good one uh, I find a lot of times in that situation where it's like I'm saying something and then as I'm saying it I'm like oh I also need to give them time to process it yeah so um very good mine actually is related as we were talking earlier uh, about things to uh, this thing and sort of why we have stuff and it involves the wrist grabs um, and uh, so what I would say is if you can look uh, if you're not an instructor it might be hard but you could find a friend to do it in the park. Um, get a weapon, a, a tanto, and try the techniques 
try the techniques on training both sides. Training weapon. Uh, oh, sorry, Tonto, training weapon, knife. Uh, and do try your, your techniques and try them from both sides. So one time uh, you have the knife, the person grabs you, flip it. They have the knife, you grab them. And see how the techniques play out and then see how they differ and what they might be used for. And it will, uh, I feel like it will change your, what your, it will change the way that, that you do things and look at things. Um, I think a lot of times we just throw out a technique like katate uh, doi ikkyo. Um, or we just assume that all the techniques are used for the same thing. So uh, I can do katate doi ikkyo and I can do katate doi kodagaish, right? Um, and, and they may be working different things. You know what I'm saying? So ikkyo might be um, I'm trying to get this guy away from me so I can use my weapon. It might be that I'm trying to control him and bring him to the ground so that I can take his weapon. Those are different things. If you don't, if you've never trained like that, you you wouldn't un, don't understand that. You won't see the full complexity of the techniques. Right. So so just to be clear, as Nage, you're you're practicing all <clears throat> the techniques with both a knife in your hand and a knife in your attacker's hand, not at the same time. Obviously. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. There's a it, and it's funny when you start to play with it, you'll see uh, Josh needed to say it that way because. <laughs> There are interesting bits you will see. Yeah, um, and some of the some way. of the stuff is weird, and it just doesn't play out the way you think, you know. Um, and then some of the stuff is really perfect and spot on. Um, and so those points where it's not what you think, figure out what's going on and why that that's the case. I really wish I could have, and I would tip, do but... it for free. I wish I could have a, a bunch of Aikido people come in and just give them a seminar on that. Just show them like how you would do Aikido with a weapon in your hand, and I think. They would be blown away. Let's do it by how effective and different the system is than maybe they saw it. technical, right. just technical Aikido. No, nothing right, philosophical, right, right. nothing else. Just technical Aikido. Show them all the forms with a weapon in their hand, um, and then a weapon in the other yeah. person's hand. And I think they would be blown away. Call by, out by right now. How many uh, of our listeners would be willing to do something like that? If we can get enough people, maybe we'll set. I teach it for up. free. They come we'll, in. I yeah, teach it for free. Yeah, we'll set it up. We'll figure out a way to make That'd it be happen because awesome. that would That'd be really, really awesome. awesome. Be really cool. And I'm not. I'm not joking. I really am not joking because I do think um, it is. It's must it's, have it's knowledge. Changing. I mean, it, it will really change the way that you look at things uh, considerably. So yeah, it's important Aikido knowledge. All right. All, All right. right. Okay. Uh, did we hit Man, everything? We got like, there's a lot. We got very excited there at the end. I didn't there, need it. But okay, next week then. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next weekend. So what are we talking about next week? The, oh, firearms and Aikido was one of them, but oh, there was that another was a good one. one. I had an i the idea of um, I don't I'm gonna say this in a, a specific way, and this is not the way that I mean it. But <laughs> why did why did Aikido people bitch so much? <laughs> the best part is, and this is what we were laughing about at the very beginning, is uh, Josh comes in, he's like, ah, there's this way I want to phrase this question. Well, it's uh, let, me, let me see if I can put it in the right way. So he's tactical. being very serious, right? And he's like, let me see if I can put it in the right way. He's like, why is it that Aikido people bitch so much? And that's, <laughs> that and was him being like, how No, no it's funny. That, like, that's actually not the way I want to say it. Because, anyway, so maybe we'll do that one. Um, also, I thought just, I don't know if we've done an, an episode on this yet, but uh, I, teaching Aikido, how to teach oh, Aikido oh, man, better, yeah. because I feel like there's a wow. lot of good information that could be shared with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we got a bunch of fun episodes coming, coming up. up. Uh, yeah. We'll Stay see tuned. you guys next right. week. See you next week.